Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Now let's get it started. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're connecting business perspectives. As always, your young entrepreneur financial advising host, Colton Cockrell here, certified financial fiduciary with Share McKinley Group. I had to mix it up, Trisha. I'm sorry. I'm just tired of the normal intro I give. And with me, as always, the lovely, the wonderful, Ms. Trisha Stetzel. Thank you, Colton. Trisha Stetzel, Results Extreme Business Solutions. And what you guys can't see, because you don't get to see the video, is me just shaking my head. Shaking my head at my partner, Colton. Yeah. I'm we, trying to we, mix it up. We were having some fun before <laughs> this. <laughs> Listen, I, Colton, I'm so excited about having this guest on today. And, you know, I went and found her. You didn't even get to meet her until just before the show. And she does some really important things in the community. So I want everyone to meet Natasha Picard. She's a mother of five boys and a caregiver to a combat wounded husband. SSG Staff Sergeant, yes, okay, Mm -hmm. Jeffrey L. Picard, whom retired in 2013. She's working towards her MSW at UMGC thanks to the Pillars of Strength Scholarship for Caregivers. In January, she became Houston's Keystone Coordinator, you guys, this is a big deal, for the Yellow Ribbon Fund. They provide respite, wellness, and educational events and opportunities monthly to military veteran caregivers. Natasha, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, Natasha. Now, this is, this is a special, special podcast because, you know, people who serve our country, vets, man, they deserve so much more than what they receive right now. And I, I don't think anyone can disagree with that. And so I would love just kind of expound on not really what it is that you do with your charity, but I also want to want to ask questions about, you know, what it's like to be really the head of a charity, especially for your chapter. So there's a lot of questions. We don't have a lot of time, so we're going to jump right in. Okay. Perfect. So, so first things first, I, I do want to know this. We had a, um, we had a worship pastor on uh, about a month and a half ago and you know, a lot of worship pastors, you, you think that they just get up there, pick a song and they play, but what do they actually do outside of that? I would love to know, what would, I know you're not the president, but you're the head of your chapter in Houston. Kind of tell me, what is your role working for a nonprofit? What does that look like? So I'm the Keystone, Keystone Coordinator. We are busy trying to bridge that gap with our caregivers, the VA, their families, um, trying to prevent caregiver burnout. So however that looks like, whether we're planning events um, for respite, such as a brunch, um, teaching them CPR so that they're better equipped at home, or having them out for a retreat, you know, things like that. Things that can get their minds off of um, just everyday life. Cause they're not only caregivers, their wives, their mothers, sisters, you know, so it's a huge burden. Um, we care for, it's not just for wounded, it's for ill as well as um, oh my gosh, recovering service members. So we have some that are still at Walter Reed that are going back and having surgeries. And so we're having to bridge that gap, whether that's transportation, food, lodging, all of the above. She's already one of my favorite guests. She said it twice. (laughs) So I mean, like, man, we didn't even pay her to say that. 
Yeah. Well, and set, I mean, this is such an important uh, topic and obviously near and dear to my heart. And um, I was in the Navy, so the SSG was a little foreign to me, Natasha. <laughs> my husband was in the Navy as well. Uh, so um, that being able to help the caregivers who are on a daily basis, hourly basis, caring for their spouses. Um, I think it's so important. So how Natasha and I met Colton is uh, through a mutual contact. He reached out to us and asked if we would take uh, some military veteran spouses out on a boat ride. And we're like, well, heck yeah, what does that mean? So Natasha and I connected a few weeks ago to talk about that. And we're going to take some ladies out on a boat ride so that they can get away right? And help prevent some of that burnout, which I think is uh, super important for our veterans these days. Um, So can we, would it be okay, Colton? I know we talked about like the leadership role and being a part of a um, nonprofit organization. Natasha, do you feel like you're always in fundraising mode or asking people for something? How does, how does that work for you as, as the leader? For me, for my chapter, I am just focusing on the events. Um, headquarters manages all of the fundraising. They do ask for some of our feedback, um, any resources that we have. We obviously send them back. Um, but my goal is just to be there for the caregivers. Okay. All right. Well, and it's always, I think, always a, a hard place. Even when you and I spoke, you know, you said, well, I have, um, I have a budget for that. Well, there are you know, plenty of us out there that don't necessarily want to dig into that budget because it could be used for something else, right? So being Absolutely. able to give in different ways, I think is really important. Having an outgoing personality, Natasha, I'm sure <laughs> is helpful <laughs> when you're out asking people for things, right? Oh, absolutely. And I was in PTA for many years and I, it's not something that I um, started out with for sure, but I definitely, um, you know, just networking and getting involved with the community. We've been here for two years and we've already done so much. Thanks to serve and Rob, um, just connecting us with people. We really got lucky just where we live. We have four veterans on our street. Um, wow. they all, and they all scuba dive, you know, and they all have these connections. And so it is, it's about making connections with other people. Um, and what you said about the budget is, so because I have that budget available, I was able to plan another event. So instead of three events for the month, I have four. So that's fantastic. Yay. And that's, and that's awesome. awesome. And, and I want to make sure everyone knows this again. She has five boys at home. <laughs> okay. So all the excuses about not working are out the door now because she's busting her butt and taking care of like two or three families almost, you know, <laughs> golly. So let me ask you this. Let's talk about volunteers. Um, because being a nonprofit, you know, usually it's hard to get people involved. So what are you doing to really get people first involved, but also get them returning for more? Um, having them just share our message, being aware of what's going on. We have so many caregivers in this community. Um, most don't even think of themselves as caregivers. And so just making others aware that we have these males and females at home, um, just in our small little community, I have 25 within, you know, a five mile radius. Some of these are, you know, triple amputees where their parents are taking care of them, you know, husbands taking care of wives because we obviously have dual military. Um, So it's a huge, it's a huge taking. Yeah, I know both of us are like, oh, that's so heavy, right? I mean, it really is. And I, I love what you guys are doing. So we haven't talked about it yet, but the yellow ribbon 
Fund is the name of the organization. And Natasha, you were telling me there were a certain number of chapters. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about where it came from, what it is, and how many chapters are out there? So it, started, it was founded in 2005. Uh, father of a severely injured Marine took some business, businessmen to um, Walter Reed and Bethesda and just introduced them to the staff. As they were there, they came across a mother who had basically flew overnight to be with her son who had come in from um, Germany. So they got to talking to her and they were wondering like why she was sleeping by the bed. Um, she explained to them she had no car, she had nowhere to go. Um, you know, she packed a bag and she left as us mothers do. <laughs> so um, it is slowly built from there. We have a crossroads program that handles that um, housing and lodging when they have to be inpatient. And then we found a need for caregivers, you know, as they were being, well, while they were inpatient, but as they were going home and recovering, you know, some were able to go back to work, some were retiring, et cetera. Um, so that's where the Yellow Ribbon Fund has launched. It's grown. We have um, eight chapters, Maryland, Washington, and um, Virginia, so DMV area, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, tri-state, Tampa, Southern California, Northern California, Colorado Springs, Houston, and San Antonio. Awesome. Yeah. So as we grow, we will add more chapters where the need is. Man, what you're doing is incredible for vets. And I, I just, I mean, on behalf of Tricia and our listeners, I mean, what you do is incredible. And I want to thank you for thank taking you. the time and taking care of those who serve and protect us. Thank you for bringing this to light. I appreciate and, it. And all those boys that you have at home. <laughs> By the way, so we were having this conversation before we started the show about these five boys that she has at home, which does not include her husband, by the way, just for the people that are listening to this show, right? And uh, two are grown. You have three grandchildren, you said, right? So you have yep. three. Two granddaughters and the little boy on the way. Okay, wonderful. And then you've got three, they're in school, right? Yes, ma'am. So even with all of this stuff that's going on, right? 2020 has been the craziest year on the planet. <laughs> so you've had a senior in high school this year, right? Mm -hmm. Who wasn't ready to go back to brick and mortar. You've got a couple of younger kids. So you guys, she has all this stuff going on. She's the what I would consider like the president of the chapter, right? The local chapter of helping these caregivers and you're caregiving too, right? So that's, yeah. that's a lot. And having other people around you, right? That are going through the same thing is important. Is it not? It is. And it's therapeutic. It's also a way to heal yourself, you know, and just be there to listen for, you know, some of these people don't have anybody. Their families don't understand. They've moved, you know, countless times. So it's so important to have that one person. So I really try to make those connections with those caregivers. Yeah, I love that. And, well, and it probably it probably speaks for itself, and people can already already probably know the answer to this question. But I do want to ask you this. Um, you know, not not just you know the Yellow Ribbon Fund. There's a lot of nonprofits out there. What what is it in somebody that makes them want to start a nonprofit or get involved and create a chapter in your case? The need. Um, our headquarters staff are personally affected. Their husbands are wounded veterans. Um, so I think that's what draws you to a nonprofit like this is you being personally impacted. Um, I obviously volunteer with a few other organizations, but this one, it, it touches me because it's, it's us helping, you know, it's, helping a tribe, helping your fellow 
fellow people. And it, it, it takes a village as it does raising children. It takes a village. Um, you know, our lives aren't always um, out for everyone to see, but, and we're kind of quiet in that aspect. And there's a lot that don't want to share, but they need to know that they're not alone. Yeah, and I think that's the most important message, right? And when you talked about networking, Colton and I do tons of business networking. And I, you know, we understand the idea behind building relationships. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, whether you're nonprofit or for profit, you got to be out there building relationships and find your tribe, the people Absolutely. that you're really going to connect with and that can help you, right? And the thing that I've seen, I mean, you know, obviously the difference between for profit and nonprofit is the profit. Right, even though nonprofits do bring in money, I mean, still there, there's something so much greater than the desire to to make money. The, the desire is to help others, and that's why I love talking to and I love networking with people from nonprofits because they genuinely have a heart for what they're doing, and it's so cool to see the passion. Yeah, you you get into this role because you want to, not because you need to. Oh, I love that. Well yeah. said. Yeah, especially when you know you find yourself in the situation that uh, that the, um, the the nonprofit supports, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that you said that it's really more about wanting to than needing to, and and being able to connect with those people. Yes, I yeah. love it. Relationships are huge. Uh, when I was when I did the PTA board, I mean, I that it was all about relationships. It wasn't about the financials. It was you had to build those relationships in order to work the team for the greater good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and how can you how can you not be part of the PTA when you have five boys? <laughs> Seriously, right? Man, man. Yeah. All right, I can, Colton, just see it, I can see it now. Oh, another. You're not going to ask her about kitties and like kittens and grass, right? No, okay, no, good. No, no, no. I'm I gotta, so I gotta glad. Get a good one. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is this is a question that's just been burning on my heart, and I I gotta know. Okay, so so Natasha, if you were to be able to merge two animals together to create one super animal, what two animals would it be? A lizard <laughs> and a butterfly. I love what it. would you call it? What would you call it? Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. I only goodness. say that because I sit on my porch and I have, I call it Jurassic Park because we have so many lizards and I'm attached to them. So when the storm came, I was really upset because I was like, what is going to happen to all these baby lizards? My husband's like, don't pick them up and bring them in the house. I'm like, I will just get a big bucket and we'll bring them inside. <laughs> yeah. Then that, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm with you, man. I, I see those things everywhere. Yeah. We have little families in the front and the backyard. Oh my goodness. So you guys, I I want you to know this, that these lizards, they lay the eggs and then they run away and these little babies are on their own. So I'm just telling you, there are no families. There are no families. (laughs) These little lizards are all by themselves. I really need to take care of them then. Yeah. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And and we'll, we'll get off of lizards in a second, but actually I know like a handful of people who have either named the lizards in their backyard, they can actually identify what lizards, which people are like getting attacked. This is the first year I've ever heard that <laughs> becoming a thing. So you're actually not crazy, Natasha. <laughs> As if I needed something else to do, keep track of pony lizards and their names. <laughs> I mean, you could just tattoo a little like initial on them. Right. You know, tie a little oh. ribbon around their neck. The oh, baby goodness. ones are really sweet. They'll let you pick them up. Yeah, oh so the best goodness. the best baby name I've heard so far is Tater. 
Tater the Lizard. So yeah, anyway. Okay, so let us not digress any further (laughs) down that rabbit hole. Okay, (laughs) let's just not. So uh, Natasha, if I could be so bold as to ask, what generation are you part of? All of them. I love that. So the next question was, which one do you identify with, right? And I know that 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 answer is all of them because you have kids from... Mm -hmm one end to the other and probably relationships. And depending on what role, you know, I'm playing at that time. Absolutely. Wow. And usually, usually if you're, and I'm not trying to stick with the lizard theme here, but if if (laughs) you are, if you are usually outgoing, you do act as a chameleon, you know, like you can kind of alter yourself into whichever generation you're, you know, you're, you're addressing. So that, no, that's, that's spot on. Makes perfect sense. Nice. (laughs) Colton, Colton, enough with the lizards. (laughs) Okay. All right, my lovely people. In closing, Natasha, if you would pretty please spell your name, your first name and your last name so that people can find you. And if you have contact information or a website that you would like to to direct people to, you'll have to spell that out as well. I'll also include it in the show notes. But if you would do that for us, that would be great. Okay. N-A-T-A-S-H-A, Picard, P-I-C-K-A-R-D. Our website is www.yellowribbonfund.org. Don't put any lizards in there. (laughs) It's easy. No, I'm kidding. I will put that in the show notes as well as in the comments uh, when we get this show posted. Thank you so much for being with us today and being a good sport. Uh, I know when we have heavy subjects, it's often fun uh, to kind of shift to something that's a little bit silly so that we can uh, lift that brick, right? Just even if it's just for a minute. And I think that that's what you do for the community. So thank you for your service. I really, really appreciate that. Colton, any uh, parting words from you? I'm just just glad I... I met another outgoing person to connect with. So Natasha, thanks again for coming today. Thanks yeah. for having us, for yeah, having this, me, I should say. Yeah, this was amazing. So this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jim Butcher, a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Colton Cocker with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.